What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. This is episode 14. My name is Jet, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, if you you realize this, but uh, for anyone listening, I've spent the past three days just... Moving into the apartment back, I'm now back down in Tampa, like I said in last week's episode that I would be moving and which I'm still in the moving process. I just, it's now all like the decor stuff that I have to set up, but I got the big, I got my bed over here. I got the desk, my, I mean, sorry, dress right here. I have the desk right here. I had to move in a, um, a, uh, a dining table also. So that was, that was fun to do up three flights of stairs and on wow. Sunday while we were moving it up the heat index here was 105 while moving in oh god <laughs> and then now for the past net these past few days Monday and uh, Tuesday it's just been raining <laughs> it's just been downpouring here but uh, I got to see our friend Maggie yesterday oh. she came and we hung out for a few hours and stuff like that but yeah I'm just I'm still now my uh, my roommate he moves in later this week so I'll finally have someone and I won't just be in an empty uh, apartment pretty much because he's the one that's getting the couch so right now I just have a lawn chair set up right in front of the TV like a real college student <laughs> gotcha yeah from from what I could see uh the room look, look, looks pretty good um, obviously I haven't seen the full room yet but I I will be over there plenty of times because that's where we'll be recording uh, all the episodes starting at the end of August from so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing the room looking forward to seeing you as well so exactly we'll, fi- we'll finally get rid of this uh, online recording uh, setup yes. in which then we can do it in person but that's a whole nother beast to of uh, like matching audio to video and stuff like that because it's actually a lo- I'm I don't know how to do it so I still have to look into it but I'm hoping that it will be s- as easy if not easier to do it in person recording wise video and audio yeah hopefully it it'll all work out in the end hopefully and we're still gonna be you know delivering an episode every week none of that's gonna change but you ready to get into our instagram polls yeah and which uh just want to say uh, first off this episode will be a little bit shorter because both jet and i have busy schedules and stuff like that so um there we'll just be talking a little uh about mainly two subjects that'll be it but it should still be a a good length episode but there will be less topics that we will cover in this episode it'll still be it'll be a shorter episode but it'll still be action-packed oh absolutely plenty of content from both of us so don't don't you guys worry but anyways on to the instagram polls from episode 13 like always we ask a series of questions and we always appreciate all the responses we get on instagram but the first question we asked was will usa men's basketball bring home the gold 59 percent of the people actually said no Eric and I both said yes. Obviously, the U.S. is uh, in a semifinal matchup against Australia, who they lost to in the preliminary rounds back in Las Vegas. But I am still confident that the Team USA is going to bring home the gold. Eric, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Um, I think now they're taking it seriously. They Obviously, they just beat Spain. Uh, they're now in a rematch with Australia, and I think the spread is 10 points. They're going to blow that out of the water. I think they could beat them by 15 to 20 points because they have that 
drive and that need to get revenge because uh, Australia embarrassed them already in which now they're like, well, now we have to actually embarrass, embarrass Australia, like beat them by 20 or 25 points easily. Yeah, and in Olympic play all time, they're 8-0 against Australia. Obviously, you know, different team, but I'd like their chances a lot. Some notable guys on the Australia team actually are Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Matthew Delavadova, so a couple of NBA guys on that team. But yeah, it also it should be interesting to see Slovenia is in the other semifinals game, which that team is led by Luka Doncic. So it'd be very cool to see possibly a Slovenia versus USA game for, for the gold. It would be insane if that happened. And then somehow Luka got Slovenia, uh, the gold medal somehow that would, that would be a very, that would be actually good argument for him being the best player in the NBA. If you were to beat a team full of the top tier us players. Oh yeah. That if he, if he's able to do that, He's gonna he's gonna start getting into the conversation that the best player in the league. He's he's approaching that conversation, but something something like that can only help his case for sure. Exactly. But, yeah, but anyways, like everyone knows, if you listen to episode thirteen, we had our friend Connor, who is a big Ravens fan. So these next set of questions were pertaining to the Ravens. The question was, who will win the AFC North? Nine. The majority of the votes said the Ravens with nine. Eight for the Browns, three for the Bengals, zero for the Steelers. Eric and I both picked the Browns. My question to you, though, Eric, is are we are we sleeping on the Steelers at all? Didn't get any votes from anybody. Um, no, no. I it's it is absurd that people voted for the Bengals over the Steelers. Obviously, that's not going to happen. There is that's the the Steelers roster is just overall better. You can debate uh, the. Uh, quarterback play, but the Steelers roster and the Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin is a hall of fame coach in which, um, who's even the coach for the Bengals right now? Uh, Zach, Zach Taylor. Exactly. Who? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's, I don't know who voted for the Bengals, uh, but I think it will be pity votes, maybe pity, pity votes. maybe pity votes, but it's definitely going to, I believe going to end up Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals in which the Ravens will get a wild card bid, but the Steelers will not because I think they're just going to get beat up by the Browns and the Ravens to the point of division matchups are going to just brutalize them. I, I totally agree. I have the same order as my division uh, predictions. However, I, you know, I, I saw a faith in Lamar Jackson somewhat being able to carry the Ravens to division title, but obviously a lot of that falls on him. But if he's able to take a, a step up as a passer, the Ravens definitely do have a shot at the division. Oh, definitely. Very much so. So now going back off of that Lamar Jackson topic, I asked, where does Lamar rank among NFL quarterbacks? The leading uh, vote total uh, resided in the top 10 with nine of the 20 votes. Six of the 20 votes said top five. Both Eric and I agreed again on this one. We both think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, who's a, let's go through the list of top five here. All right. I'm not going to yeah. do a top 10 because obviously that I think that's just clear cut top 10. But top five, you have Mahomes, you have uh, Josh Allen, Rogers, Rogers. I would still put Brady in there. Brady, I'm trying to go through. You have you have guys like Russell Wilson, Russell uh, Wilson, Sean Watson, Dak Prescott. 
I would, um, yeah, I would do Russell Wilson in that. So it would be probably Mahomes, Allen. No, Mahomes in like top five order. I would probably go Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, Allen, Brady. But even then, uh, Brady, you can you can make an argument for Watson. But obviously, with what's going on with Watson, we don't know if he's going to be able to play or not. So that's why I think we're both excluding him from that list at the moment. But if he was like. There were no issues going on. And even if I'm talking about like off the field issues, but um, if he was playing, he'd easily, I think, be a top five. And like it's, yeah, like, you, you would have those top five guys any day of the week over Lamar Jackson. My, yeah, my list, uh, if, if there weren't any issues with Watson, would be Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Watson, and then Wilson. Oh, okay. So leaving Josh, I know I, I'm not disrespecting Josh Allen or anything, <laughs> yeah. but, but overall, uh, I, he's done it. If Josh Allen can do it consistently, like the guys before him, they've done it consistently. So if that he's able true. to replicate it this year, then he'll definitely be in the top. Five. A- absolutely. Do we have any other Instagram responses? Yeah, uh, the, the last question, this was kind of a, a little, uh, I, I hopefully people thought it was like a kind of a trick question, but I asked, um, what position does Lamar Jackson play? <laughs> Obviously, there's a there's a lot of debate. Is he more of a running back than a quarterback? It was a very close vote. Eleven said quarterback. Obviously, that's the position he plays. But ten said running back. Not not that that's his position. That's just his uh, strength to his game. Unless he can improve <laughs> as a passer. Oh man, I, I I'm pretty sure I put QB. I was just like, you know what? He said QB. I said running back. Yeah. Is there any any other guests that we've had on priorly that said uh, running back? Tommy said running back. Of course, Tommy said running yeah. back. Obviously, Connor said quarterback because that, that's a given. But uh, that's yeah, great. it's just a funny, funny little debate. Obviously, no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. He could totally prove all of us wrong and become the quarterback that obviously he expects to be. But there's still a lot to be up for debate to pr- whether he can really prove to Enter maybe the top five quarterback conversation. Oh, definitely. Hope, hopefully so at some point. I mean, he is, he's an MVP. So, oh yeah, he can, one he, thing, he can one hit thing that I, mark, a top five QB. 100%. And one thing I wanted to touch on really quickly before we move on to our next topic is we released obviously the draft order for the it's game time fantasy football league. I, I have the 10th pick. Eric has the ninth pick. The full order is available on our Instagram page where I did a live video. If you guys want to go check that out, but Eric, what are your thoughts on receiving the ninth pick? I feel when I first saw it, um, because I, I was supposed to do it, but we were, but it was planned to do be done on my move in day. So obviously I wasn't able to, but then when I saw the order, because we have a group chat and stuff, I mean, I saw that I was like, did jet and did jet just automatically put us at the not the nine and 10 pick? Like why are you screwing us over like that no, jet? No, but, I mean, but I guess that's, that's how just, it is. Yeah. It's how it, I obviously would have liked the higher pick and I, I'm sure, I'm sure you would have too, but we're going to have to work with what we're given and we're still, I'm still very optimistic on my end and I, I'm sure you are too though. Oh so. yeah, definitely. Now I can finally do some mock drafts and stuff like that in which uh, then I got to start preparing also for the other league that we're in in which, I mean, there's a lot of debating going on in within that league about what style of league it is and stuff like that. But I, um, I'm hoping I join that league. Josh still hasn't joined our league, though. Yes, he's the he's the last remaining person to. Uh, I am in such a tough 
uh, in the divisions because there's two divisions. I am in such a tough division. I what it who I'm I'm in with your division and Tommy's division. I think Connor Malloy is in the division also. Yes, I think I think so. But I, honestly, I might get rid of the divisions because normally I play in just you know one whole like league to speak like like MLB style. You have the American League nationally. I might just do one one whole league just because. A lot of the times with division play, the best teams aren't going to always make the playoffs because you, if you have a team that finished 500 and wins their division, when you have three other teams in the other division that were way over 500, it kind of gets a little tricky. So I might, I might eliminate that, honestly. Yeah, and, and also when Josh joins, he would be in that division also. That, That's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how Tommy is. I don't know. How, I'm. I'm assuming Connor is is very in on. Connor Malloy is very in on fantasy football. He just well, seems, both Connors, obviously, yeah. yeah. And then I'm assuming Tommy is pretty in on it. Yeah, I know you're extremely on it. I know Josh is extremely in on it. So like, I just got lumped into such a bad division. Uh, I would much rather be in the other division because I know how Ben plays. I know has Lindsay has Lindsay has the, a Connor, the other Connor. Mm-hmm. Austin, I think, would be a real threat, and Aaron would be a real, real threat. But there's obviously a difference. I feel in uh, how quality or how tough it will be uh, to face. Because I isn't it? I face the in division opponents more so than the out of the other division opponents. No, it's 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 the schedule is going to be randomized. So you're gonna you're gonna play um, you're gonna play two teams. I don't know five teams twice, and then the the rest of the teams just once. So it it doesn't matter division play or anything like that. But yeah, you're just still gonna play the same amount of uh, teams as you would normally if there weren't any divisions. Okay, so, okay. Because yeah. I thought it was like that, and I was like, I I have such a tough bid into the playoffs. I have such a tough bid. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's gonna matter. Like the draft is obviously gonna play a major role. Like some someone like uh, whoever we're saying was in our division, Connor or myself, we we might not have great drafts. So there, there, then the it might look a little bit different yeah. for your outlook. So and when is the draft? Do you do we know that yet? It's going to be the weekend of the twenty seventh, okay. either twenty seventh, twenty eighth, or 29th, to be determined. But we will let everyone know when that happens. Okay, awesome. So now do you want to get on to the next topic? Yeah, uh, we're just going to touch on this briefly. We'll probably get into it more in depth on a future episode. But obviously, NBA free agency has begun and there's been a wave of moves happening. A lot, a lot of a uh, lot of big players going to new places, a lot of big players staying in similar situations. But Eric, if I don't know how much you've been staying on top of some of the moves, obviously, we've seen like Kyle Lowry go to the heat. The Lakers have um, added every old guy in the NBA, among many other moves, yeah. along with your Knicks, who just signed Kemba Walker today. What are, what are your thoughts so far on NBA free agency? Okay, so the big one, I guess, the big, the first big one was the Russell Westbrook to the yes. Lakers. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a good player. He's a great regular season player, and that gets them into the playoffs. Then it's up to... LeBron and I think AD to win in the playoffs. You can't rely on Russell Westbrook to win in the playoffs. All he's a great athlete. He's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You can't deny that. But it's just 
will the chemistry be like, will it? Cause you have two ball handlers now in LeBron and Westbrook. Westbrook can't shoot. He needs the ball in his hand. Can, is he able to defer to LeBron in order for LeBron to have the ball handling, taking that position over and stuff like that? And will he be able to thrive in that type of position of just not have always having the ball in his hands? So that one's, I need to wait till the regular season comes along because you can't just automatically assume that because Russell Westbrook is a difficult, he's a really difficult player to to mend to melt uh, mend with. He's very. I mean, it didn't work with Kevin Durant. It didn't work with James Harden. Now it hasn't worked with Bradley Beal. So this is now his fourth attempt at a team, and to mend with these superstars. And hopefully, LeBron, the ultimate teammate, will make it happen. So that's what I think of the Russell Westbrook to the Lakers move. And then also they got Melo, and now they are now the all-time, by like average roster age, they are the oldest, all-time oldest NBA roster of all time. Wow. That is That's, insane. Well, I mean, it definitely has a good shot at working out if all the chips fall into exactly. place, but it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how a bunch of bunch of old guys work work together to see if they can form form that chemistry obviously it's not just any any old guy these are, these are some of the best players that i've i've played the game exactly. but i'm curious to hear on your thoughts about what the knicks have done so far um i thought it was great i was ecstatic when i saw it mainly because i know he's not what he used to be he is abs- i'm not expecting kemba walker from charlotte at all uh he's 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 coming off an injury and stuff like that. But what's great about it is that it's a sign and trade. We're giving act. We're actually not giving anything for it. We're zero at all, and we're signing him to around eight million per year. That is a steal and a massive just move for the Knicks for the upcoming future. I don't know that it hasn't come out about how many years he has left. I'm going to guess maybe a three-year three year deal. So it's probably like a $24 million deal, which is a steal for Kemba Walker because if if he comes back and is healthy, he's an all-star player. And that's what the Knicks have had needed for years on end is a starting point guard, an all-star level point guard. Last year, we had Alfred Payton. He got benched in the playoffs. He didn't play in the playoffs and he was the starting regular season starting point guard for the Knicks. It's an obvious upgrade and it's a fantastic upgrade. And the Knicks have brought back all their pieces. They brought back D Rose in which Kemba and D Rose can both do split time of like 20 to 25 minutes. And that's fabulous. They have IQ coming off the bench also, which is great. They signed Evan Fournier from the Celtics also. I think that's a great signing too, because they needed shooters. Now they got Kemba and now they have Fournier and RJ Barrett's developing into a shooter. So now all the defensive pressure is taken off of Randall because now we can just dish it out on the outside. And now we're getting Mitch Robinson back for the defensive in which, I mean, he was insane and he just got signed to an extension also. So I'm very happy with what the Knicks have done with, um, what they're capable of doing because obviously their their goal right now is just to make the playoffs. I their goal should not be winning a championship or making it to a championship. Their goal now for the season is making it to the second round of the playoffs. 
Yeah, I definitely liked the Kemba Walker move when I saw it. I know I did send you a little yeah. text saying, yeah. saying Walsh. I don't, I don't fully mean that he's definitely going to provide, you know, much needed boost to a team that can, if he, like you said, if he gets back to that all-star form, it's a great move on the next part. Another thing I wanted to touch on where my Miami heat made some big moves, yes. signing Kyle Lowry, PJ Tucker, resigned Duncan Robinson. And as well, they signed Markeith Morris. If you thought this team was already a grinded out team, they're going to be even that more so of a grind team defense down your throat. Mm-hmm. Come, come game time. They're just going to that. This is the mind, the Miami heat way, the, the Pat Riley way and adding a guy like Kyle Lowry, as much as as good as Goran Dragic was for this Miami heat team. He struggled down the stretch last year. I get that Kyle Lowry is getting up there in age, but he's still able to provide um, a good a good three-point shot as well. He's a very good defender to go along with a guy like P.J. Tucker, who was a part of, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks championship team on defense. He played a big role there. Markeith Morris being with the Lakers, another guy that has proven he can be a very good defender in the NBA as well. They resigned to Jimmy Butler to a big extension. Duncan Robinson definitely deserves this money. An undrafted guy that's been able to do this. Not many undrafted guys, if any, are able to get this type of contract five years for 90 million. So very, very happy with the move so far. Not sure if it's good enough to compete with the bucks or nets just yet, but they're definitely on that, on that, on that path. I, they just went out and just were getting people. It was insane. Um, the Kyle Lowry move, great move, sign and trade move, for the heat obviously uh extending duncan not extending sorry re-signing duncan robinson to that deal is really good um he's definitely worthy of that you just now have to be cautious of like with tyler hero now and what he would be asking he's he can't ask for that as much at all but it can't be really close to that because i see duncan robinson and tyler hero on completely different levels PJ Tucker, great grinder. Obviously, he'll give you great minutes off the bench, I'm presuming. Uh, and then Morris, quality guy off the bench, also grinder. This team is now a top three team in the East. I think they've passed Philadelphia easily. Oh, yeah. Now they're top three. I think it's the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat, and probably Atlanta rounding yeah. the top four because Atlanta just, resigned, just extended. Uh, Trey Young and John Collins. So they got their two stars for the future. And then they have some great pieces also. I forgot. They added someone else, I thought, too. That was like, oh, wow, they got that guy, too? I'm not um, sure, but... Yeah, they, they've they definitely been active in free agency. And they're like... Oh, oh, well, obviously, Trey Young got, got a big yes. deal. Yeah. But they're definitely an up-and-coming team in the East. And it's going to be very interesting to how to see how the East stacks up in this upcoming yeah, season. Yeah, I think 76ers are now just going to fall. Do you They're think Ben fall. Simmons is going to get traded? He should. I mean, now with all these moves that the these East teams, the like the Heat, that's like a, whoa, okay, maybe we need to move him. Um, and then the Hawks just, uh, just re-signing their future. And then even the Knicks, the Knicks are going out and getting players and re-signing these players for cheap. The 76ers have to make a move, and the really the only move they can make is trading Ben Simmons, ben Simmons for pieces. It's just, is there a team that's willing to take on Ben Simmons and trade pieces? 
I mean, they were it, they were asking for extremely large returns, and that that they're not just they're not going to get that back for Simmons. Yeah, I mean, a move that would put them possibly back into the top three is if they traded for Damian Lillard. That's really the yeah. only move I see is yeah. like plausible, and that could put them back in the top three. But other than that, right now I think they're sitting at number five, having to face the Hawks again in the first round if it were to come to that. Right. Yeah. A lot, lot of, lot of offseason left, so there's definitely going to be plenty of moves to be made. So we'll have to stay tuned. We're gonna, we're gonna keep you guys posted with our, our reaction to some of the biggest moves, uh, coming up later in the offseason. But now moving on, we bring back my MLB power yes. rankings for another week. But this week it's going to be a little bit different. I. <laughs> I'm not ranking them based off of their recent performance. I am ranking them in the order I feel who is most likely to win a World Series this year. So okay. I'm going to start at number five and work my way up to Ooh, the top team I okay. have winning the World Series um, this year. Oh, Ready wow. to go? Yeah. Blind reaction here, guys. Blind yes, reaction. Yes. All right. So coming in at number five, a team that has made my power rankings for the first time last week is the Milwaukee Brewers currently fourth yes. in MLB, third in the National League. At the trade deadline, Eric and I both expected them to trade for Trevor Story. Obviously, they did not. They were able to acquire um, somewhat of a, a a decent bat in Eduardo Escobar, who was an all-star this year, as well as a few other bullpen pieces. But the big thing for me, why I have them ranked in my top five, is their pitching. They have a Tremendous big three in Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta, along with Josh Hader and Devin Williams in the back of the bullpen. That that group of pitching in the playoffs can present a lot of problems for the National League offenses, which there could still they could still potentially make a run at a World Series. What do you think? I, I like that. Um, I'm not blaming them for the Trevor Story, not them getting Trevor Story because uh, the Colorado Rockies. I'm blaming them. Uh, that is just dumb by the Rockies to not trade them. But I absolutely think that they could be a top five team contending for a World Series at the moment, barring any significant injuries or something like that. But I, I love the Brewers. I mean, if I had to pick a team to cheer for in the NL, I'm cheering for the Brewers. I'm absolutely cheering for the Brewers. And right now, I think they are, last time I checked, they're tied for a record with the Dodgers, guys. Like... I know they're not a big market team, but they're winning a lot of games. They're winning as many games as the Dodgers. And look at the Dodgers roster and salary. I mean, that's, they are, I'm seeing as the new Rays. That's what I'm seeing them as. Like they're, they're the next Rays. So I absolutely agree with them being top five and number five at the moment. Yeah. And obviously their biggest weakness is going to, if they are, going to try and make a run in the playoffs. Their biggest weakness is their offense. They're in the bottom half of the league in several statistical categories like OPS, home runs, hits, stuff like that. But the biggest X factor for me that can potentially sway the odds in the Brewers' favor is Christian Yelich returning back to his MVP form. These past two seasons, he hit 205 in 2020 and is currently hitting 235 in 2021. He's currently on the COVID IL but if he's able to get back to some level of his MVP season, this team is going to be very dangerous come playoff time. Oh, definitely. I think he's an X factor. Uh, they have Mike Moustakis, right, too? 
Mike Moustak's on the Reds. I, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought he yes. went from the Reds to the Brewers or the other yeah. way around. I was like, yeah. I know he's been on a couple teams yeah, for like okay. one year deal, so he's been he's been all over the place. My but bad. All right. Yeah. So right now the Brewers are slated to play the Mets if we're this if the season Ooh. were end today. I, honestly, I don't really think the Mets are going to win the division, and and if no. they do, the Brewers are going to wipe the floor with either the Mets or the Phillies, whoever ends up. Winning this division, you can't I think about, it's going to be the Phillies. But. Really, you can't forget about the Braves. They're two and a half back, and they've just been—they're just coming out of nowhere, and they don't even have their best player. Exactly, they made a a couple decent uh, additions in the outfield. Quality they added moves. Adam Duvall from my Marlins, yes. Jorge Soler from the Royals, Eddie Rosario from the uh, Indians. So they—they're definitely not out of the picture just yet. No, absolutely not. Who's coming so, at number four? Yeah, so number four. The Houston Astros currently 65 and Whoa. 24, second in the MLB, first in the AL. They have scored the most runs in baseball with 583 runs. They currently have the fourth highest odds at the World Series, at winning the World Series at 13.7%. I, I saw your reaction there. What, what's, uh, what seems to be the issue? I'm very surprised that you have arguably the best team in the AL coming in at number four. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to be the top three are going to be NL teams because I just don't, I hate the Astros, but I just don't see another team that would be able to beat them in the postseason. But, um, to go a little bit more into the Astros, they seem, I, their offense is prolific. I don't even, Bregman's not even back yet. So that's just like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? Like, what the hell? Like that's insane. That's insane that they're 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 a prolific offense and they don't have arguably their best hitter on the team at the moment. Um, and their pitching is somehow re- doing good. Like it would be like a quality pitching staff for the postseason. It's not going to be a dominant one. It's not going to be like the Brewers, but or if or the Dodgers or something like that. But they're still. Doing really good. They got at the trade deadline bullpen help. That's what that was their main concern. They got Grossman from the Mariners, correct? Graveman, yeah, Graveman, Graveman from the Mariners. Grossman's on the Giants, correct? Oh, uh, not I, Grossman. Gosman's on. God the dang it! Yeah. All right, there's someone named Grossman, and he's somewhere. Robbie, Robbie Grossman. I, I don't yeah. know what team he's on, but okay. he's in the MLB. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they got they got bullpen help, so that's very good. I'm just surprised that they're only at number four and they have the best record in the AL. Well, the the biggest thing for me is their offense, like you said, has been unbelievable. And obviously they're doing this all without Alex Bregman, probably their best hitter on the team. They got the bullpen help, but I'm still very concerned about the bullpen as a whole. They're currently ranked 16th in the MLB with bullpen ERA. Their starting pitching rotation it's very young. A few yes. guys that have not seen any experience in the postseason. Obviously, they have Granky, McCullers. They they do have experience in I the postseason and have had success. But. I don't trust Granky at all. He he legitimately is not a postseason pitcher. I remember he was facing against when he when he went to the Astros and the Yankees faced him. That's those were the the games that we won was when we faced Granky because he just is not a good postseason pitcher pitcher at all. So. Well, well, that, that's the biggest concern for me is, is their pitching. Their hitting can only take them so far. And exactly. in, in come playoff time, you're, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have these dominant pitching staffs like the Dodgers, like the Giants, like another AL team that I think is in a better position wow. than the Astros. But 
there's certainly there's certainly offense could propel them to the the World Series. I just don't think they're going to have enough pitching to get there. Okay, so let's see who's coming in at number three now. So number three, we have the San Francisco Giants currently Ooh, have the best wow. record into the MLB at 67 and 40 with a plus 120 run differential. Currently the highest odds, according to baseball reference to win the world series, their headline deal at the deadline was Chris Bryant, probably the best hitter on the market. They were able to acquire, they gave away some mid-level prospects, but now they, they totally solidified the middle of the order and they were already leading the MLB in a home run. So this was a huge splash for yes. the Giants in hopes of them competing with in hopes of competing with other NL teams at a chance at a world series. Yeah. I think, um, just it's the thing I, I'm not, I'm surprised that they're not top two. Um, and then you have another AL team ahead of them from what you've said. Yes. So that's the only thing I think that they're better. They're the Astros could arguably be, be the only AL team better than them at the moment at winning a World Series. But yeah, I can see how there's another NL team that's going to be ahead of them um, because they it's more of a magical season that's happening with them. No, they didn't even expect this to happen. They were not expecting to go out and be buyers at the trade deadline. They were probably just going to hold at the trade deadline at the beginning of the season because they weren't expecting. They were expecting to be in third place. They they may say, oh, we were really competing for the division. They were in before the season started. Realistically, they were expecting to be in third place. So no one expected this from them. So why would you expect them to go and win a World Series? At some point, the magic has to run out because they don't have a lot of big named offensive players yet they're still they're still producing i mean it's it's great to see but what makes the big name players big name players is, is that they're consistent the guys that they have at the moment haven't proven that they're consistent yet and the and also the postseason is a complete a complete the postseason is a completely different animal offensively you're it's harder to get hits now because you're facing better pitching consistently day in and day out. The biggest reason for me, why, the two biggest reasons why they're not higher up on this list is number one being that their rotation while has been very consistent throughout the entire year has shown some signs of struggling the past several weeks there. They have a team uh, ERA of 4.17 um, and it's just come playoff time. These these guys are good. Kevin Gosman, Anthony DiSclefani have been great all year, but like you said, they haven't proven they can do it consistently in the playoffs. And another big thing for me, depth is huge come playoff time, yes. especially if you're going to be missing guys to injury. The Giants don't have a lot of good depth. Their their pinch hitters are 21st in OPS Ooh. in baseball right now with a 616 OPS. So if somewhere were to go down, I don't really know who can be trusted. Obviously, they have a great group of veteran guys in their lineup. We have Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Bell, Chris Bryant. They've all they've all won a they've all They've all they all know what it takes to get it done. So obviously that's a big positive, but the lack of experience on their pitching end could end up holding them back. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't say it. Couldn't have said it better myself. But who's coming in at number two now? All right. Who is- two, I think I think you're finally putting the puzzle together at this point in my ranking. So the number two team 
is the Chicago White Sox. Oh, okay. Three about them. and 44, sixth in the MLB right now, third in the AL. Currently have a 9.4% chance to win the World Series. Actually, the sixth highest and the lowest of all these teams on this list. In my eyes, they are the team to beat in the AL. They had the seventh best team ERA in the MLB. I love the acquisition of Greg Kimbrell at the trade deadline, although they had to part with Nick Madrigal, who, who was great when healthy. This certainly bolsters the back end of the bullpen where now you have Michael Kopech, Craig Kimbrell, and Liam Kendricks, which, which is a lethal combination. Come playoff time, they did add Cesar Hernandez at second base to fill a need, but what are your thoughts on me having the White Sox at number two? Understandable now. I'm sorry. I completely forgot about the White Sox. I was looking more of in the AL East and the AL West. Completely forgot about what's in the middle of that, the AL Central. Um, Yes, I see it's their pitching that I am most concerned about if 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 I were a team facing them, if the Yankees were to face them at some point. I am very concerned because they have Lance Lynn, they have Giolito, and they can either choose if it's it's usually a three man rotation in the postseason, but and that it's between Cease and Keuchel. I mean, you can yep. choose either or; it's really up to you. And then the other one just goes into the bullpen, and that's just like, what the hell? Like, are you kidding me? So that the the pitching is what scares me the most if I was an opposing team because you're facing our two probably. Aces on other team staffs and uh, number two on any other team staff. So it's it's like oh my gosh. And then their offense, their offense is very good. I don't think it's as good as Houston's at the moment, but it could be. It very well could be. And they're they don't need to score a lot of runs because of their pitching. And they got Liam Hendricks, guys. They got Liam Hendricks right, and then no, they got Crick. Craig Kimbrell Kimbrel. yeah. and Liam Hendricks. They had Liam Hendricks. They just went and got out Craig Kimbrell. I mean, they have two closers now. They can pick and choose. And I'm pretty sure Liam Hendricks has said, I don't care when you want me to pitch. I'll pitch whenever you want. So he could just become a setup guy because Craig Kimbrell is a Hall of Fame closer, guys. He is I'm. He is. Pro, a top five closer of all time with like, if you want to cons- look at like total number of saves. I mean, the, the two biggest acquisitions aren't even trade deadline acquisitions in my opinion. They're going to be, they already got back Eloy Jimenez yes. from the injured list, injured list. And Luis Robert is currently on a triple a rehab assignment. Oh so now gosh. you have two guys who are a big part of their lineup to begin with coming back for the stretch run of the season, that's only going to make them a bigger threat in the AL right now. They're currently slated to play the Rays if the season ended today. And when I'm looking at the white Sox top three in the rotation versus the Rays, it's, it's not even a contest in my opinion. Absolutely not. The one thing that you would, if you're a white Sox fan and you would have to worry about, about how this could possibly not be a year. is just, they're a young group and they're inexperienced. That's it. And and yeah. and that's a big factor in the playoffs. That's a very big factor. If you if you don't have a lot of experience, like if you go up against Houston, Houston has a lot of most of recent experience and championship experience. Flawed, but that, that definitely that that definitely plays a big role. And that's that's kind of the reason why 
I don't have the Padres in this list. There's other reasons why I don't have them in this list, but experience is definitely a big thing, especially in the MLB playoffs. So yeah, that, that could definitely go to the White Sox disadvantage. Yeah, yes. but their future is set up very well because if not, if they, they'll get to the playoffs and let's say they make it to the ALCS and then they get outed by Houston mm-hmm. um, next year. They should be the favorites. They absolutely oh, should yeah. be the favorites because now they, they have experience. Not, yeah, they are not going anywhere anytime soon. But I think the number one team is probably not a surprise to anybody after some of the moves you saw at the deadline. The Los Angeles Dodgers currently sit at 64 and 44, third in the MLB and second in the NFL. And NL, sorry, third highest chances at winning the World Series at 14.2%. Obviously, the biggest trade was acquiring Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. <sighs> they, they just added to a rotation that was already at the top of baseball with a 3.18 ERA, along with a guy that they can use all, ar- all around the infield as well. Could potentially play some center field in Trey Turner. So this this definitely propelled the Dodgers to the if they weren't already the favorites. They're certainly look like looking like it right it's, now. Oh, my gosh. They don't care. They don't give a damn about their luxury tax at all. (laughs) They do not. Compared to like, it's them number one in salary. And then it's the Yankees. The Yankees did successfully stay under the luxury tax because with that, if you do it, if you're over the luxury tax for a certain amount of years, you get taxed 50 50 cents on the dollar. It's an absurd amount at, at one point. But the Dodgers don't give a damn about that. The Dodgers are like, as long we'll spend, we'll we'll pay as many taxes as long as the championship comes with that. That's their mentality, and I mean that's a the trade. I remember me and you texting about that, and the trade with Max Scherzer and Tra, uh, Trey Turner. That's it's a that's just absurd. That no one thought that was going to happen at all. Maybe just Max Scherzer, but then you got. Trey Turner, arguably a top five shortstop in all of the MLB, and you have already Corey Seager. He's he is going to be a unrestricted uh, free agent, but Corey Seager was a probably top ten shortstop in the MLB. Yeah. What are you yeah. kidding me now? I mean, the rich are getting richer. It seems like, but uh, just want to say something quick about the Nationals. Nationals, yeah. you absolutely blew this. You should have never traded trade Turner. I didn't. I don't care what you got back. Still lost the trade. Still lost. It. You got the number one and number two prospect in the Dodgers farm system. Still lost the trade. Hundred percent agree. There was there was no valid reason in my estimation that they should have traded Trey Turner. Totally understand trading Max Scherzer, but Trey Turner is in the prime of his career, and in my opinion, is the second best shortstop in the game. And you're not you're not going to find a guy like Trey Turner often in this league. So that, that's absurd. By great move by the Dodgers. Great. And move. one more thing I just want to mention about the Dodgers. One thing that I mentioned about a lot of the other teams in this rankings is the lack of depth. The Dodgers have plenty of depth. You have guys like AJ Pollock and Albert Pujols coming off the bench and you have Cody Bellinger, although he's struggled, he's going to be hitting at the bottom of the lineup for Uh, the Dodgers along with your, your top three starters and Kershaw, Bueller and um, Urias. They, they are by far the favorites. And if they do not win this year, it's, it's a huge disappointment. And as, as long as they stay healthy, they should win. And I mean, the challenge, I think, the real, the big challenge for them, the team that they should fear, is the Brewers, because the Brewers yes. can shut down that offense. That's you cannot 
keep up with that offense. That that should not be your goal at all in the playoffs. Do not try to keep up with the with the Dodgers offense. Don't try to go into a slugging fest with them because they will wipe the floor with you. You got to shut that down. You got to win a game three to one against them. You cannot yes, win a game. Exactly. You're not capable of winning a game when they're sca- where they score seven runs. It's you. You just can't. You can't. Yeah, in order to have a successful playoff run for the Brewers, they're going to have to win a lot of low scoring, close ball games, but they have the pitching to be able to sustain that throughout the playoffs. And I do like that comparison to the Tampa Bay Rays because there's definitely a lot of exactly. resemblance. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed you put, didn't put my Yankees in there now after their big trade deadline. I thought about it, but I just don't think they're going to overtake either the A's or the Rays really? uh, or the Red Sox in the wild card, depending on who wins the division. They're two and a half back from they the are. athletics right now. And, I'm concerned and about the pitching. I'm concerned about it. I am. My The Yankees? The Yankees, Yankees pitching. Oh, Obviously, stop. Cole just got put on the COVID IR. We don't know what Luis Severino is going to look like when he comes back. Jameson Tyone, Tyone, just- Tyone has been great. Yes. Don't get me wrong. He's been... He's been great, but like when we're talking about teams like the the White Sox and that is the, true. That is very like, true. They they don't compare. Obviously, Anthony Rizzo might carry the whole team yeah. to, to to the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah. they, they they just miss the power ranks. But they if, if it's any team that's going to get it done, it's going to be the Yankees. Obviously, just because they are the Yankees and the and the Red Sox are struggling. They've lost five straight since the trade deadline, in which they only got Kyle Schwarber, and he's injured. He's injured. Yeah. So Red Sox are teetering right now because their pitching all season hasn't been good and it's now creeping up on them. And the Rays, they did weird stuff. They traded Diego Castillo at the trade line and Rich Hill. I don't know what they're doing. They just lost Tyler Glass now for the rest of this season and next season. So just... The door's open. The the door's door's open open. now. Before, like, right, like a week before the trade deadline, uh, I lost all hope. I was like, well, oh, well, I guess there may be sellers or they'll just hold at the trade deadline. And when, then they went, got Gallo and then Rizzo. They're like, we're pushing now. We see that the door is open. We have to push. So keep an eye out for the Yankees. That's all I'm saying. Keep them out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a very possibility. They go on a run here later in the season, but we'll have to keep an eye on them and all these other teams in these rankings to see what happens as we hit the final stretch of postseason races. Absolutely. But what episode was this? 14? This was episode 14. Another another episode down. Yes, another episode. A little bit, actually not that sh- short. I mean, yeah. 45, around 45 minutes or so, guys. But that was episode 14 of It's Game Time. Jet, you want to get out the socials? Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at it's game time underscore podcast and Twitter at game time underscore it's. Stay tuned for all the content. Eric will be releasing another episode of the IGTV series uh, next week. But like I said, we appreciate all your guys' engagement and we hope to continue to put out more content. Yes, we hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Game Time. Peace out.